and we are live again with Guided PPC Podcast. I'm your host Santos here to help you level up with Google Ads, and we have Onkar Indalkar as usual, strategy set solution set, and we have a guest today, Michael Smith. He's from BuyerGain.com, and he will be sharing some of his thoughts on Google Ads. So, Chance, um, you want to do the introduction? I did the basic job of doing, introducing you guys. Yeah, so uh, I, I will I will start. So I'm I'm Unka Indilkar. I am working as a strategist in solutions aid. So uh, yeah, I've I've working in solutions in solutions aid and and in Google Ads domain for like like past two years. And yeah, that's all. I haven't I've done uh, a lot of things. So yeah, that's that's my short. Awesome. Thanks, Onkar. Uh, Michael, over to you. Sure. I, I got started in uh, internet marketing. I was doing SEO as a consultant and I had a client, so I was happy. And they had a problem and they were having problems with their paid search. And I, I said, you know, I, I have a background in finance and, you know, I, I like marketing and I was finishing up my marketing degree at the time. And I thought, well, maybe I can I can work on their their paid search account and just kind of learn what it's like. And I was able to improve it uh, by going kind of long tail, like, you know, things that people are like ready to buy versus they were they were just going for the brand names and they were really tough terms. Um, so I was able to improve that. And I said, I kind of learned, you know, how paid search worked. And I, I, I've continued to work on it for, you know, the past decade or so. Awesome. So thanks, Mike, for introduction. And uh, everyone, today's format is slightly different today. Uh, so there are three segments. In the first segment, I'm going to introduce and talk a little bit about the uh, second batch of Google Ads course that I'm going to conduct. I have announced on LinkedIn on the second segment of this podcast. Michael will have uh, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever window he needs to talk about some of his strategies that he's, uh, he's been using and it's working for him. And in the third segment, we will start taking your questions. So uh, I'll start first. As you all have seen, I have announced the second batch of you know, uh, Google Ads course by Guided PPC. In the first batch, I think we did between Feb and March, we had 20, 30 participants. We did a Zoom call. And all these 20, 30 participants would hop on with me and we would talk about Google Ads one hour every day. We did it for 14 days and the recordings are available. The magic happened after those 14 hours, 14 days, uh, conversations on Zoom. By the way, the, like I said, the recordings are there on YouTube. In those 14 days, there was no structure, no format. So I started by asking everybody, what's your understanding about Google Ads? Where are you? struggling what are your pain points what you don't understand and you tell me how you understand google ads and everybody shared their perspective and i took it from there corrected wherever they were uh, sort of uh, they had misconceptions and then went on to explain the concepts in the right spirit right way that was first batch and then of course we did after i think 12th day we talked started talking about performance max because performance max was just launched this time, which, which is probably going to start from 1st of November, I'm hoping. This time, I'm going to again invite 20 
candidates who are really, really passionate about learning and leveling up in Google Ads. And these 20 participants will be with me on live Zoom every day for one hour. And uh, this time, we would take things to the next level. We will talk about you know, strategies at deeper level. We'll talk about and, and basically brainstorm how and what and where we can make difference in Google Ads and how you can become sort of a replica, a carbon copy of me. So as much as I know in Google Ads, I will try and uh, transfer that knowledge during that 20 days and help you become a world-class Google Ads especially. That's my goal, that's my mission, that by the... folks hear me santosh i think yeah we lost you yeah you're breaking up a little bit mm. ah. am i back now i think uh, there was a bit of issue with my internet yeah, yeah i think i think now it's good right so I, I will repeat my mission my miss before the end of 2022 i want to give this world 20 real bad google specialists who can just Turn things around and deliver performance. And I also want to help you, these 20, uh, you know, specialists who will be, uh, you know, learning with me. I want to head, help you get get a job, get placed at premier agencies like Susan said, Tier 11, Guital, there are 99. There are a bunch of other agencies who are in my contact and plus there will be more, I guess. So twofold mission, help you level up. 20 of you to become rockstar Google Ads specialists. And once you become that, help you get a job. And this should happen before the end of 2022. So that's, that's the announcement. That's the, uh, that's the, uh, you know, plan. I will be that there are 73 odd applications, not applications, people have responded. I want to share my screen and show you that post. So uh, yes, this is my LinkedIn. Sorry. I announced a post, I think, a couple of days ago, and there have been 70. Oh, there are more. This is that one. Wait a second. Yeah, this is the one, actually. Can you guys see my screen or no? Uh, yep. OK, cool. I thought. I don't see my screen. So this is the announcement to you all that I'm going to select 20 eligible candidates. And who is eligible? You really need to know basics of Google Ads. I'm sorry, this is not for somebody who is totally new to Google Ads. If you don't know Google Ads, probably you will slow the whole group down and uh, you will not understand uh, the conversation. So I would not take people who are very, very new to Google Ads. You, you got to have some basic understanding about Google Ads. Second, you're supposed to be very self-driven, passionate, and you really want to make it in Google Ads world. You want to become a specialist. The third requirement is that, yeah, like I said, you want to become a world-class Google Ads specialist. Uh, the fourth requirement is that you will spare one hour every day without fail, and you will be on camera. So I don't want half-committed people on this call, uh, on this course. I want people who are really committed and they can spare that one hour every day 
and uh, you know do it for 20 days with me because i'm going to spare my precious time and i want to make sure that whoever is there on that call uh, is actually committing you know there will be some assignments there will be some conversations discussions and i want you to be uh, participating in those conversations 100% from your side and they're on camera because people when people are not on camera they're um, half committed in my opinion um yes and you are like i said you are willing to complete the assignments and be punctual and you really want to you know level up there have been success stories like you know um, there is smriti there is kavita there is um, who else abbas is there uh, who else is there on the team um, i think there is rachana who is now at tier 11 uh, there are like a bunch of other folks who have leveled up through this google ads course and i want to create more such, such success stories and therefore I, I want to take up really really passionate and driven candidates who are who are willing to uh, go to the next level i have not decided the schedule it's likely going to start from first of november i mean it depends really uh, whether or not i can finalize the list of candidates who are who are supposed to be there so if all goes well from first of november the course should start and it will be one hour every day, Monday to Friday. I'm looking at 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. India time because that's probably the time where I would not have other conflicting meetings. So that's the uh, time frame. Uh, it will be on Zoom. There will be no fee at all uh, for joining this course, doing this course. And that's it. That's pretty much is the announcement. All right. Yeah, so that's that's. A really nice initiative. I, I don't think anyone is doing this uh, in marketing, like any any instructor or any trainer. But yeah, it, it's it's really. Uh, I don't I don't know any in Google Ads. They always yeah. kind of say mm. it's it's so difficult. You need to pay our agency lots of money, and we'll do it for you. Yeah, and I've seen people who are selling like a basic course for a thousand dollars. So. Yeah, like I think Santosh, you can yeah, make a lot of money. The, I have already done it once. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, it's, this is the second batch, you all. So mm -hmm. the, first, the when I announced the first batch, I really had to go and beg people, please come join this this training. I really want to help you. And people didn't take it seriously, but those who did, they have they have benefited, and and how. So this time, I, I if you're if you're on this live stream, uh, and if you're interested, uh, please prepare yourself. And in case if this is not for you, you feel like you know you have already you're already there in Google Ads, and you don't need to be on this course. Try and share this with others. You don't know like one share on social media can literally change someone's life. And there are so many lives that I have seen changing over the last one and a half two years. So uh, that's the request. All right. So my uh, announcement is over. I hand over to Mike. Uh, is it okay if I call you Mike or should I call you Michael? Uh, either is fine. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. So uh, over to you. Great. Um, so what I wanted to talk about today is how Google Ads has been changing over the last year and a half. And how the, the keyword match type has been getting more and more broad and 
how you can combat that and how you can make your accounts work better, even though that's happening, because it is very frustrating. And you can see that if you look at the chat window, there's people on the side that are talking about phrase match and exact match going away. And, you know, I kind of, I get that feeling myself that maybe Google is kind of playing with that idea that they, they can send an AI bot at a website and figure out what it's about. Um, but, you know, my years of experience say that won't work well and it doesn't work well. I mean, if you look at smart campaigns, if you're, if your website language is kind of vague or off target, the, the bot gets off target and starts targeting weird things or doesn't really understand what your site is about, especially like software as a service sites that are B2B. The language is kind of weird sometimes and it's kind of uh, vague. And then the, the, the bots don't know what it's about or their SEO, if you look at their SEO, what they rank for, it's not really what they do. It's just, you know, nonsense. Um, so like in February of 2021, so a year and a half ago, um, Google got rid of modified broad match. So before that, there was four match types. There was, you know, broad match, modified broad match, phrase, and exact. So if modified broad match was already in the system and already worked, and it was already programmed and, you know, the support pages are there. Why would they get rid of it? <laughs> because it worked and people liked it. Um, and, you know, like myself, I, I kind of made a personal rule. I would almost never use broad match, but occasionally I would use modified broad match because it worked sometimes. Um, but if they got rid of one of the four and now they have three, you have to wonder what the plan is. And we found out what the plan is, is that phrase match basically got more general and it became like modified broad match because now it works on synonyms and it also works on, they can have words in the middle of the phrase where before they couldn't, it had to be the exact phrase. So basically now phrase match is modified broad match. And exact match is basically the old phrase match. And broad match is as broad as it ever has been, maybe maybe more, but I don't, to be honest, I don't use it enough to understand. Like I haven't seen it in my client accounts because I don't usually use it. I use a lot of keywords in, in phrase match and I usually don't use modified broad match because I can't or broad match. Um, but you know, different people have different rules and, and, and I've seen accounts where broad match works. So, so if that's happened and if you look at broad match, like the, even the Google examples, I think the Google example is they say lawn mowing service in broad match, it can even match to grass aeration, aeration, service or you know like where they cut the holes in the lawn to to make the roots less dense that's not mowing that's different but the new broad match will actually match that um so how do you fix that let's say let's say you have a lawn mowing service but it's like your truck and a trailer and you don't have 
aeration equipment. You just take the word aeration or aerate or or those, and you put brackets or, or paragraph, you know, parentheses around or not parentheses, the quotations around them, and make them a negative keyword in that broad match campaign or that broad match ad group. So you can get rid of untargeted keywords. And this has been important for, you know, 10 years. Um, a lot of campaigns, they don't, they're not very profitable. They're, you know, they might be ROI, ROI two or three or four. Um, that's, that's not that uncommon in difficult areas. You know, like if you're an e-commerce platform and you're basically competing with all your competitors, but you're also competing with Amazon, Walmart, uh, and you know Alibaba and whoever else is selling in your in your area. So negative keywords have been important for a long time. I think they're now more important than ever. Um, you can fix some of the problems that your account is having or your client's account is having. Um, and you can also buy more clicks that are that are undecided. They haven't they haven't started down a path where they're heading for a competitor. So if I say competitor, you know, like it's it's very difficult to run um, ads on your competitor keywords like their brand name. Um, they're difficult to get to work. They the quality scores are terrible. Um, and now if, if your quality score is like one or two, you know, a lot of people want to pause those or turn them off. Um, in some accounts, it does it automatically for you. Um, so if, if you take a list of your 10 or your 20 competitors and you put, you know, quotations around them and you put it in a, a negative keyword list and upload it now, it, because it's phrase match. If their brand name is anywhere on that keyword, you're not showing. And you, what you, to be, I mean, this sounds kind of abrupt, but I think it's time to be abrupt because you're going to have problems with the new match types, um, especially if you're using broad match. You're going to show for everything. Like, compete, like uh, I was looking at somebody who is, uh, there was, I think it was like motorcycle insurance, like their brand name, motorcycle insurance. And not only were they matching to like motorcycle insurance and cycle insurance and motorbike insurance, they were matching to their competitors' names without the word motorbike or without the word motorcycle. So Alliance and AIG, and they were matching to everything. Um, it, you know, it, Google Ads is an auction, so the more people that are bidding on the same terms, Google makes more money, and that's, you know, that's basically what they're doing. Uh, but I don't, I don't really believe a lot of this, you know, smaller businesses understand how m many search terms they're matching for. They're matching for all kinds of stuff, and I that motorcycle insurance thing, they were matching for like their competitor customer service, competitor name, telephone number. 
they were i mean you can you could if you look around on the internet it's it's online i can't remember where i saw it but if it was on linkedin or youtube or where but so you know words like customer service you probably don't want to pay for your customer service calls you certainly don't want to pay for the competitors so you could put customer service with brackets around it in phrase match and put it in a negative keyword list and what i recommend is making a, a huge general negative keyword list like and you it's in your shared library and and google ads if you need to find it or look around for it or if you add a negative keyword it will ask you if you want to make a list and you and i i suggest not just making some of these negative keywords i think you should make a lot of them and you should pull data from like the last six months or the last year and a half and do a search query report or like search terms pull pull if you're if you're limited on time um do pull look at all your campaigns that are live now and look at six months and and just pull that that keyword query report and i recommend pulling it into you know the spreadsheet of your choice excel or whatever you know open office or whatever you use and i what i usually do is i i i put on auto auto filters so i can sort in a couple different ways and look at like impressions high to low and then just start at the top and, and work your way down and maybe add another column and then you and your team can like add good bad what i usually do if i'm just doing negative queries is i just do bad like i just my just mark the ones i think are bad and i just go down the list and i i just mark them you know as bad like oh it's a, it's a customer service number or it's an ad they're looking for the address or they're looking for you know a it says manual or like power cord um you know i don't really want to send that to the product page or they're looking for batteries um yeah i don't i don't want to pay for that i don't want to pay real money for that click um i don't want to pay anything for that click I, i'd rather get it on the seo side if i get it at all um so you can fix these queer how, how the match types have changed with negative keywords and um to to give people a bonus and to get them started on doing this the right way you know i've said some words and maybe you were writing them down battery manual customer service phone number address those are those are what i consider often bad keywords so if you go to my website buyergain.com i have a page talking about negative keywords and I let you download this master list of mine that I, I don't know how many it is now. It's like a thousand. Um, it's a lot. Um, and it's kind of general, generic, negative keywords that I've seen that are usually bad, like the words that I just said. Uh, some of them are also just expensive, like attorney, lawyer, um, and just basically... If you're not an attorney or a lawyer, you might want to negative those words uh, because if it if you like if if you add that together, it's a really expensive click. Like if you 
if you are an oil driller, that's fine. If you want to buy those keywords, oil driller or oil drilling, oil drilling service, oil drilling company. But if you add lawyer at the end, oil drilling lawyer, then it's like a $50 keyword, a hundred dollar keyword. You don't, you don't want to be showing for that. You don't want to be wasting your impressions on that to mess up your click through ratio. Um, you just want to avoid those keywords in general. Um, so I, I think, you know, you should make a general list of keywords. If you want, you can download my list. You can look at it. Um, you can, your team can look at it together and any of them you're not sure about, you can also check, just do a query, query keyword query report. And like, if you think I'm crazy telling you to negative Amazon because it's so much traffic, just check and see what your accounts have been doing. Are they converting on that keyword? I bet they're not, or they're converting so poorly that it's kind of wasting your money and you're getting like ROI two on those or something, you know, and maybe that's not within your company, you know, that client's goals. Um, maybe you should go after keywords that people haven't decided that they want to buy five different things from Amazon and they want the Amazon shopping experience, you know, with two day shipping, two day free shipping, and they can return anything they don't like. You know, if that's, if you can't compete with that, um, just negative it, you know, and, and go for keep people that aren't decided yet. Um, that's, you want a, me to go, uh, that's a, do you want me to keep going? Cause I can, <laughs> I, I, you know, if you have more to share, uh, but I think there are some people who have asked you questions. Uh, if you want oh, to take okay. some of the yeah, questions. I, and I, I have no problem, you know, turning this into a, like an ask me anything about Google ads in general. I have no problem with that at all. Santosh, how can I pin the questions? I don't know. Like, is there an option? Just or? click on the questions and it will say so. If you roll uh, over the questions. Uh, so, on the right side, right? Like, on the right side, I yeah, can yeah, see yeah. questions, but so on the I chat. Can... Hmm? Okay. If you well, click here's on the question, it, it has. I can, I can see some questions. You, want me to start talking about? you don't get the. Yeah, uh, so um, it would be nice to put on the screen as well if you have the questions. Oh, okay. Like, uh, if you click the question, it shows up on the screen. Like, for example, this one. Uh, for example, this is one from Nigil. I just click on the question, it shows up here. Um, it's it's actually not doing that for me. Can you click on the second one that's 1146 from Irfan? Um, I Can have I lost it actually because... I was uh, kicked out and I came back uh, because of oh, the internet. Okay. So it, it's okay. Do, do you uh, have it's it okay. If you see the question, just uh, repeat the question and answer this. Sure. Okay. So I have 1145 from Irfan. He says, Michael, my question is what should I do if my campaign is not spending bucks and not getting any clicks or impressions? I chose target CPA maximize conversion bidding strategy. This is a great question, um, and and either of you can jump in as well. But I'll I'll give my idea first, I guess. Um, sometimes, like AI, you know, they say it's so smart, 
but sometimes it's stupid and it's stupid if it doesn't have enough data. And I think if like, if you're looking at a new account or, you know, maybe that's, that goal is new and it doesn't have much history, um, the AI doesn't know what to do with it. It hasn't seen a conversion. So it thinks nothing's converting and it thinks it's kind of poor. So what I would try, um, if you look, if like you read Perry Marshall's book, um, he recommend their team recommends starting accounts on um, what is it? Uh, enhanced CPC. The, at least the book. I mean, this this data is in a book, so it's probably a year or so old. But enhanced CPC tends to work pretty well. Um, sometimes, um, what I do is I I start campaigns on maximize clicks especially if the account has no history or poor history. And I know maximize clicks is kind of a money waster. And I also make sure my conversions are working. So this, this problem can fix itself over time before I turn on maximize clicks, but I turn on maximize clicks, get some traffic, see if I get some sales or leads, uh, get some data. Hopefully I get quality scores on those keywords and hopefully they're good. And then, um, yeah, then eventually I would go back to like target CPA. And you can also like, if you want to kind of push, you want to get more traffic on an, on a, a campaign, you can put target CPA and it'll recommend something like $7 or $4 or something. You can like double it and that'll, that'll get you more clicks and get more data quickly. And then, you know, uh, it, it does spend more money, uh, but you'll get more information. And that's what AI needs is it needs data. Um, anything to add, guys? I think you covered everything. Uh, but so in my agency, what we do is we just run a campaign on maximize conversion, whether the campaign or the account have, uh, has a conversion history. Because now recently Google has rolled an update where it sees that Google doesn't need a conversion uh, to use maximize conversion or maximize conversion value. So you can, so, but the best practices go with a manual CPC and an CPC or maximize clicks. So yeah, start with those three, uh, any one of these three bit strategies, and then you can uh, move on to maximize conversion, but don't start your new campaigns with like TCP or, or, or DROAS. Also, when, whenever I see that, uh, when, I, when I'm not getting clicks, it starts, I, I look to see if I have quality scores yet, and it mm. kind of concerns me that maybe the quality scores are bad, or you can also look at the, like the, the ad score, the landing page score, um, the relevance, you know, expected CPC and see if any of those are bad. And um, I had, yeah, I had, I mean, I had this exact problem with an account about six months ago and it was um, their website was not really SEOed well. So like the title tags weren't great and the headlines weren't great. And like the overall quality scores just weren't that awesome. And it, and their account didn't have experience. Uh, history, so the it just started really slow, and I had to mess with the settings a bunch to get it to to work. And eventually, it did. But yeah, it, it, 
it's it's difficult to, to go back to the client and tell them, oh, I I need to do basically like an SEO of your website to fix yeah. this problem that you thought I could do in Google Ads system. Hmm. But it's kind of like I need to SEO your site a little bit, or at least the pages that I'm landing traffic on. Hmm. Awesome. I want to add a couple of points here. Number one is that unless you are planning on and disciplined enough to manage bits, don't do manual CPC. Rather do <laughs> maximize clicks. <laughs> yeah. Because I see folks, they set up the bits and they forget to look over the campaign. Then mm. maximize my manual CPC will defeat the purpose. The other oh, in the old days, that, we had to yeah. do it. <laughs> it was the best way to do an account if you didn't have like Marin software or Kenshu or something. Mm. Yeah. And the other point is that when you are in this phase of trying to get the a quality score, trying to get the CTR and trying to get some conversions through the door, I would say start with higher bids so that your ads show up higher on the rank and therefore you get higher CTR possible. Do not like go, you know, start low and go try to go up because then you will sort of defeat the purpose of, uh, you know, uh, you know, getting that initial data through the door. Mm -hmm. What do you think, guys? Oh, absolutely. That's, you know, that's been best practices for years. Don't start slow and try to sneak up on it and see, oh, I want to get ROI 10 or I want to get ROI 8. Um, don't really worry about your ROI at first. Worry about getting impressions and clicks and, you know, making sure your CTR is good. Awesome. Uh, I request everyone, if you can post your questions again, because... I was kicked out because my internet did not work and I have lost the questions. And for some reason, because Onkar and Michael are guests, they cannot put the questions on the screen. So I, I will be getting all the questions if you post now. There was one, uh, let me try and put this on the screen some of the questions I already have. So there was one from, it's not a question, this is sort of a compliment from Nigel Das. I desperately want to join your Google Ads Masterclass, but I won't be able to cope, cope up with the timing. So here's the thing, Nigel. I want to do this Monday to Friday. Uh, and night hours is when I, I would also have calls with my clients at tier 11. So there might be a conflict, but I will see what best I can do. I, I, I totally get it. Folks who are working during the day, they would not be able to uh, spare time for it. Cool. Uh, moving on, there is one from Hasiban. We're really grateful. Thank you so much, Hasiban. Grateful to Santos for his excellent work. See, I read this because it makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone with this level of industry expertise is not doing it for free. Thank you for the testimony. Santos makes it possible. Now we have Onkar and Michael also helping. So thank you so much, guys. Oh, glad to. Anil Mohanty, could you please explain about enhanced conversion? I think this is a half-baked question. So, Anil, why don't you come up with uh, a complete question, try and elaborate what you're trying to ask. And uh, I, I think he's talking about e-commerce, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, so uh, Google... Hmm. E so, Google actually rolled a new feature called as enhanced conversion. Uh, okay. Yeah, so in, in enhanced conversion, what... Uh, basically we do as an advertiser is we place some codes on the website and that sends the first party data directly uh, to Google directly. So Google can learn more about that person 
who just got converted right so uh, the website will send the email id uh, mobile number address state pin code and everything it will be hashed like no one can access that data but google will use that data to better uh, like to to basically learn about uh, your customers and will try to target more people like that better is attribution this, oh sorry no, sorry uh is this this is ga4 only not ga3 i uh, know it's it's in google ads it's not for like uh ua or ga4 it's in oh, okay. google ads yep and so you can also do it do it in legion campaigns or accounts as well so it's basically an enhanced version of the conversion actions that you already had in mm. google ads yep so what google is trying to say is that hey uh, we have more touch points if you set up uh, enhanced conversions and therefore we can give you better clarity on how many conversions you have got and where it should be attributed to yeah sorry i, I hope... forgot that point yeah it <laughs> it also increases the accuracy of conversion tracking and everything yeah So short answer Anil uh, if you can do it do it it's better for you it's better for google ads as well and the, re- the reason why i said anil's question is kind of uh, half baked because i want to tell you all uh, and this is kind of from my experience that asking question itself is an art if you can ask a proper question uh, you would have probably half answered it yourself and we would not be wondering uh, what you really want to ask so Uh, try and elaborate but also don't try and uh, go too far into explaining the context uh, if you can just put all the ingredients together in the question we can get it so thank you thank you anil thank you for asking this great question we have another from irfan i, I think we already answered this right yes yep okay cool so let's move on this is from nadim how can we tap on competitors keywords and maintain the good ctr who wants to take it mike you can you can take it sure so you know there's there's obviously tools that can give you some of these keywords um sem rush is is awesome i love it it's also expensive and i think a little overpriced um sometimes like if you really really need the data for like 20 different companies you can buy a monthly subscription run the 20 companies run any research you need and then and then cancel your subscription um some of my clients have it so i have access to it so i'm kind of lucky um but i i think there you know at the very basic you can use free tools and i i think you know using google in incognito mode is a great way to do it especially if you're if you're looking at local traffic uh you can also break geo geo targeting by um like you know if you look for dentist boston i'm i'm not in boston i'm outside of boston but it'll break the geo targeting if i say boston dentist and then you can you can look at the 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 competitors ads i you you always should do this whenever you set up a google ads account is look at the other ads just to make sure there's no problems with like in the medical industry you know healthcare limitations like sometimes you might think you should do this keyword 
but there's a there's a there's a healthcare limitation on it. You can look at the language and the sensitivities that the other uh, advertisers are doing. And um, to be honest, they're, they've been running those ads for a while. They probably have good CTR. They, they if, if the machine learning is working, it's showing the better headlines more often. Um, you can somewhat mimic their ad. I mean, not straight up rip it off, but you can, you know, if they're using certain messaging, if they're talking about warranties or guarantees or prices, um, you might want to do that too. Um, there, there's several tools if you want to pay for something like there's SEMrush, there's SpyFu, there's, I don't know if there's still iSpionage, there used to be. Um, and you, you can, there's even more advanced tools if you have, if you think someone is bidding on your brands with like display advertising, you can capture the, the banner and you can look at their ad over time. And you can see, you can all, some of those tools will also show you how long they've seen that ad. Like, have they seen it for a week or have they seen it for a year? If it's a year, it's a great ad. You should mimic it. Um, so I, I think you should always, you know, you can use free tools. You could just use Google and look at, um, or, and you can also use the ad preview tool to kind of look at, you know, what's happening in other, and there's also ways to, uh, to, to tell it what geographic target you want the ads to show from by putting it in the URL line. But I don't know it off the top of my head. There is one, uh, one more thing I want to add is that trying to get the CTR uh, you will struggle with Santosh, you've frozen. Oh my God. Okay. Am I back? Yes, you're yes. back. Sorry. Sorry about that. It is playing up today. It's not good weather here. So um, I was trying to say that to, to be able to good CTR on your competitor ad, you will have to really be creative with your ad copy. There is one challenge is that you cannot include your competitor's name in your ad copy, right? Because they're your competitor. But there are ways to, creative ways to work around this problem. There will be another challenge if the competitor brand name is trademarked and they have informed Google that I don't want people using my trademark in their ad copy, you will struggle. But I have seen some great examples of creative ad copywriting where competitors have tried to, you know, capitalize on their uh, competitor brand keyword with a very, very creative ad copy. I think there was an example I was trying to find. I, let me share my screen. There was an example of Monday.com Onkar. Remember when we were trying, trying to mm. uh, set yeah. up ClickUp? We were trying to move from... Uh, you know, teamwork to click up. Mm -hmm. And I was doing my research and figured that Monday was super aggressive, super aggressive in their ad copy, going after their competitive brand keywords. So for those who don't know, Monday.com, ClickUp, Asana, uh, Teamwork, these are all online project management tools. Uh, there is some background feedback here from, I think, Onkar, from you? Okay. Yeah, I have a mechanical keyword. Sorry. I will, I will just. <laughs> okay. No worries. No worries at all. Okay. So uh, you all, if you can see my screen. So see, I yes. searched for ClickUp. 
monday.com used to heavily advertise on clickup and asana and on all those brand competitor brand keywords and their ad copy was really really clever but now i don't see the ads but i'm sure you can find some of those creative ads but see what jira is trying to do here so if you search for clickup clickups i mean you know clickup so you will probably uh, you know, click on them but if, if atlassian comes here and says it try jira for free they have a chance of getting your attention here right they are offering you a free trial or yeah free trial basically you have a chance of so to be able to you know capitalize on those competitive keywords with your ad copy you will analyze the existing offer that they have and see how is you can sort of bring, bring a competitive advantage angle for the customers for the, for the prospects and how you can what you can say in the ad so that people who are searching for the brand term can give it a shot looking at your ad i think that's probably the key if you can come up with a really compelling offer i think you will have a shot at getting some uh, more clicks than than not okay you want to add anything on this uh <clears throat> so uh and in solutions aid uh, actually we we use fifu because pp uh, sorry the asim rashid it's too expensive, expensive. i think yeah somebody they, said they, that spyfu is the poor man's asim ras <laughs> <laughs> no but i think spyfu uh, it it gives a lot of information about like ppc and uh, asim rush they they focus on like seo creatives and all that i think that's why it's costly but in in spyfu i think you you can get a lot of information like what the computer is doing and how much they are paying for it like paying per click so uh uh there there is a tool uh in scm rush which is like combat combat keywords i think uh it starts with k so in that you can add three computers or i think up to five computers and it will just give you a common pool of keywords that you three are using or you five computers are using and then it shows another pool where the other computers are using it but you are not using it so that might be good keyword pool you can just go there and check like how many search terms are there uh, like how many searches we are getting for those keywords and you can probably uh do a quick google search on that keyword and then you can actually see like if the search term is relevant or not if you see ads that means that that search term is relevant and you can just use uh, the ad in your campaigns yeah you yeah. you know you can also use SEM rush you can you can give them your email and sign up for a free account and they let you do like three searches a day or something and you mm -hmm. can look at the domain overviews and uh, it'll let you click on like one or two things and then it'll stop and like you can click on the paid keywords and then you can sort by max volume, you know, high ones to, to the top. And you can at least get an idea of what your competitors are doing and kind of uh, see if you missed any keywords in your brainstorming. Um, you can also like look around in their blog and they will blog about what 
keywords they think are important because they're kind of trying to reinforce their SEO. Um, so you can look at the titles of their blog posts and, and get an idea of what, what keywords they like or what keywords they think are important. Awesome. Thanks, Mike and Omkar. Uh, we have, uh, okay, I think we have already taken Nigel's question. Irfan, I desperately want to know how to increase optimization score. Just clear the optimization suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the optimization recommendations, they don't make sense. Like most of the time. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's, you mean quality score or? No, the recommendation tab, you get oh, recommendations yeah, I... from Google. I think that's what. <laughs> I, I just dismissed those. I don't know if you if you do them or, or try to do them. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to be in the good books of Google. So mm -hmm. if they have a bunch of suggestions, even if you don't want to apply those, dismiss those saying that I don't want to do it. So <laughs> what per, what percentage of those are are useful to you as a, as a consultant, uh, Santosh? <laughs> That's a very difficult question, Michael. <laughs> At 10%, maybe? 5%? I, I wish they wouldn't show us. I don't know why they show us those. Like, if we're the manager, why do they sh I, don't, I don't understand that. And, they and, just and don't they show it. They have a... They know how... They also how, have a... How many certifications you have. They, they, see, they can see if you're certified or if you're a partner or who you are. Why do they tell me, like... Silly things I don't understand. Now uh, they they also have a bunch of people, uh, and they have their phone numbers, uh, your phone numbers and email IDs, and they have given them permission to go after you uh, to make you apply those suggestions. So <laughs> you won't miss it. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and if you're in the United States, they like to call you at like 9 a.m. and I'm not a morning person. And <laughs> It's really annoying when you're running to the phone and it's Google trying to get you to spend more money. I think there can't be a Google Ads discussion without taking the, without the mention of our dear friends at Google. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Hasibun uh, Mahin has a question. I noticed a couple of campaigns that had ROAS of 2.90. How are making any mm. Which campaigns? It, I, I guess in a client campaign that um, that he started managing, he's wondering why it's on. I think life and value is the answer. Mm. I think. So if you're, you know, getting ROAS of one point ninety or point ninety, but your lifetime value is is really. Um, is really good, high enough, you can consider Google Ads as your acquisition channel, customer acquisition channel rather than profitability channel. And you could try and acquire as much as you can. And if the return, like return percent rate, rate is high enough, you can afford to acquire customers even at one or less than one ROAS. Yeah, yeah I, I've had a VP of uh, marketing Tell, tell me I could go down to an ROI of two, no problem. And he didn't even care if it was account wide. So because 
we had that that company had physical stores so they could walk into the store or they could buy online so both of those actions is good and the walking into the store at the time would never track so you know and, and still even now it's unlikely to track so yeah lifetime value and things that don't track and you know sometimes you're just looking to hurt your competitor and and get market share and and google ads is a good way to do that I actually have a relevant example. So we work with some supplement companies. So, um, you know, supplement brands. Now think about supplements. If somebody buys a supplement, they're going to need it next month or the month after. Therefore, it's going to be sort of a subscription model. And if you have that kind of a model, it doesn't really makes, uh, you know, make a difference. What is the ROAS on the first purchase? Because you know that once they buy, they're going to buy it at least five times more from you. Right. So in those kind of examples, uh, ROAS is kind of a vanity metric. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's just a $25 product, if they order it five times, now it's a $125 product and your ROI is five and pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I hope that was helpful, Mahin. Uh, Umair has a question. I've run a campaign for one of the clients account is brand new after 285 clicks i get only one percent so question how to increase the conversion bid strategy is manual wait <laughs> that's not fun what what i what my question would be is do you know the seo conversion rate and mm -hmm. a lot that's of times a, that's, a, that's a really good point mark because a lot of times people really don't worry about their conversion rate until they're paying for clicks. Maybe the, the site's not good. Maybe the page is bad. Maybe the offer is bad. The prices are bad. The return policies are bad. Um, I, I would wonder what the conversion rate is in general. Um, yeah, I know $285, 285 clicks hurts, um, but I would, I would look like right now to see what the SEO conversion rate is um, it's kind of an expensive lesson. Maybe, maybe the page isn't good and, and it needs to be redesigned. Yes. Or maybe the kind of keywords or kind of audience you are targeting is not relevant to your offer. So a mm -hmm. lot of things can go wrong, but I think the good starting point, like Michael is saying is to validate whether or not your offer is good enough, whether or not your SEO conversion rate is anything above one percent uh, and if that's the case which which means that if product or offer or what selling through other channels there is no reason why it cannot sell through google ads because google ads is uh, direct response it's intent driven channel right yeah and uh, cool. earlier uh, I, was I was talking about a keyword query report you might just run that query keyword query report and see if any of those those words are bad, you know, Amazon free, cheap, discount, and negative keywords might help you, but I don't I don't think it's going to fix all of that problem. Something else cool. is going on there. Thanks, Michael. So Nadim is saying I also have some issue with the timing. I think he's talk, talking about the timing about of the course. I know Nadim, uh, and I hear you all. I will try and see what best I can do to, you know, do the course during the night hours, India time. 
So let me see, let me see. I also have to speak to my um, bosses at tier eleven and see if, if we can figure out a time frame. Uh, cool, awesome. Thanks, Nadeem. We have a question from Irfan again. Desperately want to know how to increase opti. Okay, I think we have taken this. Oops. How Google recommendation useful for the campaigns? So, like I said, I think the only point is you want to be the in in good books of Google, and uh, not show them your back. Even if the recommendation is not useful to you, dismiss it. But don't keep yeah. it like general rule is that don't keep it. I don't think I, there I'm, is a lot of. I, I was being kind of negative about it earlier. It it does help you understand what Google is thinking, like with like redundant keywords, um, because the match type has gotten more general, um, you kind of need less keywords to cover the same amount of traffic. You know, you don't need, you never needed plural and singular versions of the keywords. You also don't need words with like just one or two words in the middle of a phrase match keyword anymore. So you can kind of, you can make your, your campaigns a little bit more concise um, now. Cool. Next one is from Nadim again. How can we tap the competitor keywords and maintain a good CTR? I think we have answered this. Oh, yep. it's a repeat. Not your fault, guys. Uh, it, it's my fault. I asked you all to post it again. Nigel, thanks for the tips. I couldn't complete my entire question in a single message. I'm sorry. I know it will be harder for you guys to. I need your opinion on this. Okay. So there is a follow up. Here is the big question then, Omkar and Michael. Google Ads been evolving so faster than we could ever imagine. And if this is the case, then as an advertiser, our only work is to optimize the landing pages or website as per our requirements and give the give the URL to Google and all the rest will be forced to leave it to Google's hands, right? So as a Google advertiser, will we have any scope in our careers? <laughs> do, you, do you guys get the question? So yeah, say, I think we need like half an hour, like another half an hour to... I, I mean, if you're, smart, if you're smart at all, you're thinking this might happen because it, it, it kind of seems like it might they're playing around with the idea that it's not that important or that they want to get away from keywords and just figure out what the site is about. And, and notice I, I said, I didn't say much about selecting keywords. I, I said, go to negative keywords because you still have control over them and you can make those match types act like you want them to. And it's not that it has not happened. It has already happened to app install campaigns. So I think six, seven years used to be this whole industry of user acquisition agencies, which is kind of dead now because all the user acquisition that used to happen through app install campaigns is automated. Yeah, so Nigel, what exactly you are saying has happened to app install campaigns and user acquisition agencies, they are dead. And this is the same, this is the same <laughs> same feeling we had when performance max was launched but trust me as performance max has unfolded evolved and as we have come to see what performance max is 
I don't think this is going away. Uh, like you are going out of business soon, because performance max gives you lot more to do with. Just that the the old way are changing, so you're no longer supposed to be looking at 500 keywords and managing their manual bids and looking at day of the uh, day of the week and hour of the day and all those crazy signals. You don't have to do that. Machines can do that. You are now onto doing maneuvering. and let the automation do the rest of the heavy lifting on on your behalf so think of this in a in a in a in a positive light in my opinion that lot of the manual work is being taken care of by automation and you are supposed to now play the bigger role which is you know uh, know which build strategy would work best for you when to give it a target roas goal when not to or target cpa or when not to give a target cpa goal how to scale it how to maneuver it in the right direction of course write super compelling ads test the different uh, versions of the ads test different versions of the landing pages within the landing pages test different elements like even ozer was saying that by just testing the headlines and few other uh, elements on the page they have been able to take their conversion rate up to 70% for a lead gen for their agency lead gen campaign they have 70% conversion rate on their landing page and the traffic is coming from youtube so all of that is possible yeah all that is possible uh, so there is lot more for agencies and specialists to do here in my opinion what do you think michael and ulkar well yeah change change is kind of uncomfortable and it's also confusing and your client is more confused than you are so you're in a, a position to help them and you know like right now VA3 is going away there's there's tons of opportunities for people to make money with GA4 for implementation making sure the conversion tracking is working right uh you know and you know the responsive search ads are the only text search ads now so if people go on their account and they try to edit an old ad that's you know the old style they can't and then they're confused why and what that means and how what does that mean for their business uh basically it means they need to have responsive search ads for every ad group uh at least one uh so there's an opportunity there um you know if if the industry was very very static um it it would be kind of comfortable and you would be less dem in demand um you know and and someone would write software that would do it really well <laughs> you know like marin software or kenshu or somebody uh but it changes so much that um you know you really have to have a person looking at it yep onkar yeah. you want to add something yeah uh nigel i think you are at uh my age like someone here so i'm also scared that this will happen like i just started uh, working google ads it's been like 2 years and we already see like there is performance max and all this thing happening i think as a marketer not as a google ads specialist strategist or anything try to level up yourself try to go omni channel and try to be or try to act like a cmo because ai can't replace cmos right they make the big decisions like not right? at so, least now 
not at least later now. yeah later <laughs> but they can't replicate human brain right they can't build companies ai can't build companies right now you have to like there have to be a human who operates think who drives the marketing uh creatives and everything so i think as a google ad specialist that's good be a google ad specialist but you have to be much more than google ad specialist try to be a cmo uh so what we do our solution state as a strategist so earlier as a specialist we just had one job like to optimize the campaigns that's the only thing we were doing but as a strategist now we are talking with the ceos the business owners and we are helping them to grow their business not just google ads account right so i think there is a, a lot of opportunity just uh, i think we as a marketer we just have to level up yeah and, i just you could go, go more towards marketing side like you know reading about advertising like uh i think it's william bly he's really awesome you know i talked about perry marshall his book um you can also like start reading about marketing personas which is like an a perfect example customer how to connect with that i i think a person is going to be a lot better at like high end thinking than an ai will be for years and years you know and um you you know really craft you don't have to get a a marketing degree but read what the experts are saying about advertising and marketing william bly perry marshall you know marketing personas um yeah purple, there's purple cow what's his name uh the purple cow the oh uh, the book is written anyways um one thing is that read about marketing you still probably have 5 7 years of marketing career 2 to 2 3 oh, yeah. years of google ads career and when the invasion is complete by ai i want to give you uh, some positive thought here by saying what sadguru said is that when ai invasion is complete <laughs> and machines can do everything that you can what 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 will you do and sadguru's answer was that you will go on holiday <laughs> if machines can do everything you'll go on holiday <laughs> so for the holiday uh, you still have some years left of marketing job business job and uh, yeah so don't lose hope <laughs> okay cool uh, gents we we are 7 minutes past the deadline but we still have some questions do you guys mind going 10 minutes more it's fine with me okay cool let's do it then um uh, this might not be the case with everyone it is the case with everyone don't worry <laughs> umair has a question i have run a campaign for one of my client oh i think we have already taken this question mm-hmm. is there any other ad copy tool to find out how much our competitors are paying other than spyfu so like yeah. michael said yeah scm rush we talked about several times espionage Uh you might just type in like in Google SEM rush alternative. I'm 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 100% sure there's a page on that. Uh because like we said SEM rush is a little bit on the pricey side. I only buy it when I really really need it. Nigel, I think you need to take this with a grain of salt because understand this any first party tool like Spy 
full ISPNAS SEM rush, regardless of how much they charge you, none of them have first-hand access to the customer's data, or Google Advertiser's data. So what they're giving you is basically built on a lot of data gathering, normalization, uh, extrapolation, all of that is involved. So it's not effective, but it gives you some sense of direction that this way you should go or that way you should go. So don't go too crazy about how much my competitors are paying. You will eventually find out, find out once you run your ads. Oh, yeah. And, the, and, the, and for years, they weren't, there was no such thing as these tools. And, and sometimes if you're, if you're working on a local restaurant or some local business, you can't run these tools on their competitors because the tools don't have sampling in that geographic area. So you'll have no idea what their competitors are doing. And also sometimes these tools are just, you can see inside an account, but it's not that good. You know, it's, yep. it's poor, it's poorly written. They, you can tell they're not using negative keywords cause they're ranking for all kinds of weird stuff. They really shouldn't. Um, I pulled last week, I pulled 10 competitors, the biggest ones in the industry. And I didn't like any of their accounts. None of them, none of them covered everything. And you can't, you can't really say that you're going to you're going to download an account and it's going to be great. It, it probably won't be. Um, often it's not. So Natasha voted for ISP match. That's good. And yeah. we made her laugh on something. So great job, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Natasha has a question. Have you tested Pmax for local campaigns? Any good results? Onkar, I think you will be the best person to answer this. Yeah. So uh, I've never like created a fresh new account for local uh, for local campaigns, I will say, but uh, so what I actually did was for a campaign uh, for account where we were actually running local campaigns. I just kept it and it auto upgraded to a Pmax campaign. I think it works. I don't know. Like, uh, just don't give the campaign like images, headlines, description, audience. I think uh, it will just go and will show ads in uh, maps. So, and I, I am getting like good success with it. So yeah, just one thing, don't provide any images, headlines, descriptions, and audience segment. And uh, in that Pmax campaign, you have to like add business locations. So then, then it will go uh, and, and show ads in maps. Michael, experience with local campaigns? With uh, yeah, lots with lots with local but i i'm i'm kind of waiting on performance max i don't think it's really ready i mean for the way i do accounts mm. um i i i really am i like having a lot of control and um i'm, I'm more comfortable that way so i use maximize clicks maximize conversions you know target roi and stuff like that and roas or you know so i my style is different. Um, so I, maybe... yeah, I, I missed it. Local campaigns, there was a campaign type, local campaigns, which was in, in that campaign, we can just run ads on maps. 
So I think that's oh okay nice yeah connecting about, it so, yeah. connecting it with uh, your GMB. He's asking about Pmax, performance max in particular for local campaigns. Have you guys, I mean, none of us have started, right? No, no, no. Well, I guess, Natasha, uh, I will just think of here and say that for local campaigns, I think the uh, conversion goal, the primary conversion goal would be probably to get phone calls, correct? If, if not store visits. So if we is getting phone calls, then you would greatly benefit by, and if it is supported, uh, depending upon where the business is located. So if it is US, UK, uh, not India business, should be able to track phone calls, record phone calls, and you should be listening to those phone calls and qualifying them as whether they are conversions or not conversions, and uploading this data back to Google Ads. That's an ingredient which will not change regardless of the campaign type. So as long as you feed Google back with qualified conversions data, you should be able to scale regardless of the campaign type, be it performance max, local campaigns, or search campaigns. Cool. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Natasha has a true, mostly ROS is low in businesses. Uh, Return on ad spend for B2B can be, and if, if the lead converts into business, and let's say if it is a $20,000 order, then the ROAS can look very different, right? So, uh, yeah, I would, I would rather, uh, you're a spot on Natasha by saying that ROAS is sort of a vanity metric for B2B businesses unless you are tracking those sale conversions. Not just lead convergence. So, I had another question. I appreciate the thoughtful answer from you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Great job, everybody. Natasha has a follow up. Data is not what we see, but what we interpret. So, companies need someone to make sense out of data. They need to hear even means. That's a great thought. That's a great thought. Really, really great. Yeah. And I mean, so what, you can. I think Natasha. Sorry, go ahead. You can imagine what a computer would say if how 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 should I improve my CTR? Like computers aren't really good at that. Like there's there's you know bet you know adjusting the traffic quality, getting off the bad clicks. You know there's a lot of different ways to you know even if you know if the computer knows what CTR is, it, it's unlikely to you know in the short term to really know how to perfect that. Especially without damaging current sales. Yeah. So what Natasha is trying to say is that as a Google Ads advertiser, or especially for an agency, data is another area where you can make a lot of difference. Data analysis. Could you please tell us a few points on the Nadim question of the best way to analyze and optimize the search campaign? <laughs> Um, I think both of the gentlemen can um, can answer this. Whoever wants to go first. Uh, so yeah, I can, I can go first. So analyze and optimize. I think these are like two different things. Uh, so analyze, basically, what I do uh, as a specialist is look 
for like last 14 days, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days data, check each and every metrics, how that has changed, right? So in, in those trend lines, you will see, uh, if, if you see some difference, then you know that something happened in the backend, right? So let's say if the average CPC has increased, then you can look at the time period and you can check like what changes we have made or, or, or like why the average CPC has increased. So you can do a lot of analysis there. Uh, then uh, you can go in keywords. So just compare a specific period to previous period, and then you will get to know like what actually happened in the account in that specific period compared to the previous period. And uh, yeah, that on on that basis, you can you can just optimize uh, the search campaigns. I think I think I will I will uh, pass on the question of optimization, like how we can optimize search campaign to Mike. Sure. Yeah. Talking about analyze. Yeah. Analyzing and optimizing is two different things. Analyzing is still trying to figure out what the changes are or any problems. Um, when you're looking at the different metric data points, I, I think graphing the data over time is a, is a really quick way to visualize what has happened. Like these changes with Google phrase match and broad match and, you know, I, I, I include time dates before and after those changes to see if the CTR has changed, to see if the cost per conversion has changed. And if it hasn't, this isn't really a problem for you. If it has, then you do have a little bit of an issue. Um, so, you know, analyzing is really important. I, I also, I like to look at like the whole, when I audit accounts, I, I, you know, I started the really big picture, you know, accounts, you know, campaigns, how many campaigns are there, which ones get what percentage of, of the, the spend and the conversions is, is one of the accounts like 40% of the accounts. And then there's like nine others. Uh, so you, you got to really understand the account as a whole and, you know, the big picture view of it and then start drilling down into the ad groups, the keywords and see if there's problems at a deeper level. So really try to get the bird's eye view of the, the analysis. Um, I talked about graphing data over time. You can also compare it to last year or last period. Um, uh, for some businesses, that's really helpful. Like if they're seasonal, like uh, like if Q4 is really good for you because of the holidays, um, you might want to graph it against last year um, to understand if you're up or you're down or you know what's happening in the account. Um, you also like if you're if you're going into Q4, if your if your business is really seasonal, you should look at last year's performance to plan what you're going to do this year. Um, so, and, and then optimizing, I mean, that's a huge topic that, you know, we could spend hours and, and weeks on. Um, from that's Kino. why I chose the first part. Oh, you're, you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave me, the, leave me the one I have to make this a series about. Um, well, I mean, start at the keywords and then, I mean, I look in the account, see if there's negatives, look at the keyword query report. I mean, 
from those three things, you should have a pretty good idea, especially if you do if you do an audit and you force yourself to look at the account and then the, the campaigns and then the ad groups and then the keywords, you, you know, you're, you probably understand the account pretty well um, and, and force yourself to audit the account for a couple hours. I mean, I, I know that sounds like a lot. You just want to start programming or start an Excel sheet and make a better account. But really audit the account and understand what was working in the past so you don't mess it up. So two things. It's okay. I think my internet was still playing up. Am I audible better? Uh, it's it's better now. Okay. So a couple of things I want to add is one is that are one size fit all kind of a template a search mm -hmm. campaign for e-commerce search campaign for b2b and even in b2b you you have uh, let's say financial services education all those different kind of business and verticals the search campaigns can be different also the search campaigns for for example for brand campaign brand keywords for competitive keywords for inbound keywords for dynamic search those all campaigns would have different strategies so Michael and Onkar have told those are like top of the things that you can apply on any search campaign but there are different layers to it so think about next time when you want to ask talk about a particular business a business go and then ask a question and can probably go more structured uh, uh, you know more intelligent yeah you um, sorry folks my internet is separate yeah sorry brand and non-brand Yep. So Natasha said that phone calls was the local campaign's Pmax goal and voice was cracking. Natasha, I will give it another shot. If phone calls is the conversion goal for that local business, think about how phone call conversions are measured in Google Ads by default. It's a 60 second length, right? So Google says that if your call went on for more than 60 seconds, it is deemed as conversion. If it is less than 60 seconds, it's not deemed as conversion. Now, think that through. Does it really mean that a more than 60 second uh, length call is, is a conversion? Or does it really mean that if the call was less than 60 seconds, it's not a conversion? And that's where, uh, like I said, regardless of the campaign type, regardless of the whatever variables are at your disposal, if you are able to listen to those calls and provide Google with conversion of, hey, Google, I got 20 calls today. Here are the 10 calls that were relevant to me, and these 10 calls are not relevant to me. If you are able to feed the data back to Google and do it consistently over a period of time, Google would have better understanding about who your real customers are, regardless of the targeting and uh, all those and you will start points improve and scale over time. This is exactly how we have been able to move the needle for local businesses at Solutions Day. We in fact had a team of call quality analysts listening to the calls for our local business clients. Their jobs and ease actually, Omkar, you still have that team, right? 
Ah, uh, yes, okay? yep. The job is to listen to the calls and qualify them as uh, not relevant. We, we were using call tracking metric. You can use call tracking metric, call rail, depending upon whichever suits your need. Both can do the same, uh, do this call qualification for you. And if you are able to do that, performance max, local campaign, search campaign, call only campaign, you would be able and improve uh, conversions over time. I hope that is helpful to you. Uh, last question, gentlemen, from Rick. Rich. Should I say Rich or Rick? Uh, I hope Rich. Both are fine. Okay, hey, so what is the best advice you can give someone that is doing self-learning Google Ads? I have gone through your 14-hour course. Are there more insights? So my answer is, if you've gone through a 14-hour course, great job, great start. I think from here, you should be finding some opportunity to work on real accounts, real campaigns, do some experiments, and the learning will come more from there. You've got the basics, got the concept to go and do it in practice. Gentlemen, do you have any other advice for Rick here? I, I would say um, I would give two examples of where you can do that with like almost no stress because it sounds like this person's a little afraid of you know wasting someone's money. Um, you can go to a website called Catch a Fire, which you you volunteer to help nonprofit organizations and nonprofit organizations often have a Google grant or they want to apply for one and you can help them do the paperwork and then you can you can review their website go through you know what what people they're gonna they're gonna want to bring to this their nonprofit people to help people to volunteer people to donate and you can create them an account and you have no stress because they get $10,000 a month of free uh, advertising and they don't care if you if you waste it or you don't waste it or if you get conversions or you don't get converted. They don't care at all. So you can go to there and volunteer, help help an organization you care about and and actually get hands on practice using an account. And those accounts work like normal. All the all the bidding strategies normal. Um, you just can't. There's a couple. There's like five rules. You can't bid more than two dollars a click, and a couple other rules. But you can read about those online. And also, you can go to Google for nonprofits, and you can volunteer to help as a as a student or uh, a volunteer. Um, I, I don't know exactly where it's at. I just go to Google for nonprofits and look around and you can do, do the same thing on the Google platform. Um, and anything else you'd like to add? Okay. Yeah, so I will, so I will say how, I will tell you like how I started. So actually I learned Google ads uh, from my boss. So. Uh, I worked in a tech company. I was working in a tech company, and the uh, my my boss or manager he taught me Google Ads and everything, and it was all basics. Uh, so what I did is after getting like basic uh, basics, I tried to apply for like multiple internships. Like in in the COVID period, I did like five internships. So in there, I got to learn like Facebook Ads, Google Ads, 
and then like uh, there i got more knowledge about like uh, how agency works how uh, they do uh, strategy thing uh, what campaign types there are like how agency think uh, and like how to create campaigns what should be our kps and everything so you get to learn there in internships and then you can try to apply for like uh, full time roles awesome thank you so much a great tip michael and o and i have to call today here call it this yeah, hour because it's been an hour and a half hmm. uh, so thank you so much for both to both of you and thank you so much to everybody who who joined the live stream and asked questions uh, it you know without you we wouldn't be you know uh, listening to these different uh, perspectives so thank you for hopping on thank you for asking and to everyone's learning and growth cheers yep thank you thanks guys thanks for joining thanks michael thank you bye bye